Hey, 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 it's the Steve Maraboli Podcast, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for those of you who did reach out to our sponsors, audible.com. We really appreciate it. It's audibletrial.com slash Steve Maraboli. If you want to get a free downloadable book, please do. Uh, it helps support the show, plus makes Audible think we're pretty cool, so... Let's keep doing that. Welcome, welcome, Steph. What up? Hi, thanks for having me back on. Hi, everyone. So much fun. So it's so amazing to me how many people listen to this. So thank you, everybody, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> also, um, it's, it is great to have it back in this format. It's fantastic. And as as we, although New York got hit with another 30 days, <laughs> we got another 30 days added to our lockdown. Uh, some of the rest of the country is opening up and I hope everyone's doing that wisely, have fun, enjoy new gratitude, new appreciation. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be fantastic, but as New York does, hopefully we'll be able to even add more people to the show and have a really good time. All of us talking about life and this kind of stuff. The last show that we did, uh, the alien one, the relationship <laughs> ones, uh, they're, they're so much fun listening to people uh, and how they interact with us. It's just so much fun. Our listeners are, are smart, funny, they victory scars. They are all that we are. So I love it. We posted one thing that was um, the, uh, this, it's like this loving couple on a beach mm -hmm. and the guy's like hoisting up the woman. Just this amazing, <laughs> like kind of like almost like Hollywood type kissing scene. Mm -hmm. And in the distance, there's a dude in blue who's just watching <laughs> by himself. Yeah. And it's like, hey, this is my relationship life and I'm the, the guy in blue. Mm -hmm. So w you put that up as a poll of like, you know, which one are you? Are yeah. you the couple or guy in blue? Mm -hmm. And of course, blue's winning, probably because you're more likely to respond if it is. Yeah. But got the dms that come with it are just so <laughs> funny people are so funny someone wrote i'm the sand <laughs> that's just so funny i love our listeners so thank you everyone for participating in in our social media plus our silly polls mm -hmm. uh, some are really insightful and other are just ridiculous just like us sometimes yeah. we're really insightful sometimes we're ridiculous today we're kind of doing a a little bit of everything kind of show yeah. right so mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun i won't uh I won't get out of your way, but I did want to let everyone know that, that I am grateful. And even, even no matter where you are, as far as being allowed out and being allowed to do things, take this time to recognize that even if it doesn't feel it, it may not feel it like it experientially, uh, every day is brand new. Every day is a new opportunity to shape the world and, and your life the way you want to shape it. You might be limited to some things you can do, but you aren't limited into building new behaviors in some capacity. So remember that experientially, it might feel like the same crap, different day, but the reality is that it's not. And if you just treat it that it's not, then also experientially, it'll stop feeling that way. Um, we, I wish it was the other way around. I, I wish you get the, 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 the new experience right away, but you don't. You actually have to train your mind and your behaviors to see, quote unquote, see that new experience, to see that new truth. Your brain does its best to stay efficient and it does its best to keep you working the way you're working. That's good news or bad news, depending on how successful you're being. You know what I mean? And so uh, when you want to see something different and you want to get out of that monotonous thinking, you have to do something different. 
You want something different, you have to do something different. And every day it's going to be a challenge to do that different thing because your brain will try to talk you out of it. But after a few weeks of doing it that way and fighting that battle every day, your brain will start seeing it differently and your new behavior patterns or habits will start to emerge. And give yourself that opportunity and that struggle every single day that you get that you, you get to, to get you there, that struggle becomes your strength. And it, and it becomes what your new habit is built on. And you start saying things to yourself like, I've worked too hard to get here to turn back. And those type of things, that's a mind that has, has endured and strengthened by the struggle. So keep that going and pay attention to your mindset. You know, when we post things, uh, sometimes I'll look through those comments and some people are like, yes, move on, cry, forgive, move on, that kind of, <laughs> and some people are full on Alanis Morris setting that thing, like you, and, and just going deep, deep <laughs> with that bitterness and anger. And I get it. Some people, there are some shitty people in this world who, with you not feeling like you deserve it, just victimize you. There are some bad people who do bad things and that, uh, that's never lost on me. But we have to recognize that in our lives in general, this, this is what it is. You know, our latest shows have people sending every message about what existence is and what happens be when we die. And then I always say, well, I don't know what happened before you were born. And like <laughs> always throwing in this existential idea, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, for the blink of an eye that you're here, we can agree that we're here, right? And so that blink of an eye every single new day we have to well you don't have to but it benefits you to look at it like a new opportunity as if we're in our own tv show right we're in our own tv show and every single day you have an opportunity for for uh, a new episode of that show that you're producing that that is your life and every day you have the opportunity for a new episode and it can be an exciting episode it could be the episode you fall in love Allow yourself to love, allow yourself to grow, allow yourself to be fit, allow yourself to let go. All of those things that you can do on these new episodes of the show you're producing, right? So if life in your your past has made you better because of it, then that's great. Then you're probably recognizing that you are the producer, that you are the producer of this show that is your life. And that's fantastic, but also pay attention because if your past has made you bitter, then you're just watching reruns. You're not participating as the producer, writer, director of your life story. You're capturing a specific episode that left an impact on you, and you're just watching reruns, and everyone else is moving on. So pay attention to that. When you're bitterness, pay attention to that. I know that it hurts. And I know people scar you. But some of the most beautiful things on earth are scars. So pay attention uh, Pay attention to that. Oh, thank you. You're, you're welcome, Steph. <laughs> Spe- speaking speaking <laughs> of... Uh, of that kind of stuff, are you have are you watching new shows? Or are you watching are you watching reruns of <laughs> of of my life shows or shows no, on actual TV? TV actual shows. TV shows? I think I'm kind of like everyone else. I I find out people are like crack addicts looking for shows, like mm-hmm. sending messages like, "Yo, anyone got some new shows out there on Netflix, on Hulu, on Prime?" <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're finding the most obscure shit. Mm-hmm. They're like, "There's a great, you know." underground british series like people just <laughs> cracking out for uh uh for shows 
but again, I'm like everyone else. I have the shows I like that mm-hmm. I sometimes say, well, how do I have 8,000 options of nothing to watch? Yeah. Like there's not, it's endless. You can scroll endlessly and still there's nothing to watch or know what you're not in the mood for. Right. So yeah. And I, you know, that's of course here I come to ruin it. Make it a life lesson. Here oh, no. comes here comes Mr. Brady going to make a, a, a life lesson out of it. But that is kind of what I was saying before. You're watching reruns in your life. Mm-hmm. Life. How we do anything is how you do everything. Right. So how you do anything is how you do everything. And so pay attention to that behavior of ours, that human behavior. When people say, oh, it's so easy to fall into that rut. It's so easy to fall into those same cycles. Yes, because we do that in everything. So what happens when you can't find something new, exciting, something that captures your mind, something you can't find that new show? What do you do? You go back to the old one, right? (laughs) If you're me, you go back and watch The Office for the 10 billionth time. (laughs) Like, you know, and you go and those are fine. Those are Mm -hmm. good enough. You have your favorite episodes. Um, most of them is kind of just on in the background. You just you kind of fall asleep listening to familiar voices, right? Mm-hmm. So that becomes our habit and in our lives. It doesn't really impact you so horribly, right? Because it's just watching television. But that behavior tells you something. That behavior tells you, and many people listen and probably know where I'm going with this, that when you don't find something new, exciting, something that you love, something that captures your attention, your heart, your soul then you will tend to circle around back to an old something familiar. Oh. And we have that thing. Well, I, I'd rather watch something, even if I've seen it a million times, I know how it goes and it's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch something than nothing. Hmm. And that's, again, no problem when we're talking about actual television. But when we talk about our lives, and usually this applies to relationships, (laughs) it becomes catastrophic, even if it isn't, if it isn't negative catastrophically, it is a tremendous loss of time. One of the things that I think stuck with me the most when I got out of the military and volunteered at the VA, um, what struck me the most with the older dying veterans was how much they lamented wasted time. Like it's where I became really, really familiar with, with what I guess what Buddhists would call impermanence, Mm -hmm. right? This idea that, you know, Buddhists will tell you what's impermanence. Impermanence is a hundred years from now, everyone alive is going to be dead. That's impermanence. (laughs) He's like, whoa. Right. But, but those are all concepts until you start hanging out with, and at the time for me, literally, I was hanging out with these dying older veterans and they, they would say a lot of things like, go live your life. I can't believe you're even wasting your time here with me. Go out there, go, Mm -hmm. go take a pretty girl to a dance, you know, that kind (laughs) of stuff, that kind of advice they were giving me, you know, go for it, reach your goals. None of them were ever like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't, you know. Uh, dare to do something. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so glad I never told the girl I loved how I felt about her. I've never heard that. It was always lamenting the other way, regretting non-action. And amongst that was wasted time. I'm so I'm so uh, upset that I wasted so many years with somebody because it was better than nothing instead of chasing that thing that was just alive for me. Um, and so I never forgot that. And 
and knowing that our human behavior is that as something so simple as watching TV. If you don't find something new that excites you, you just go back to the old Mm -hmm. instead of giving something an opportunity to excite you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. How you do anything is how you do everything. A lot of us apply that to relationship. When we post things like, you know, when we do the set the standard, Mm -hmm. you know, set the standard or fairy tale, uh, fairy tale romance, right? Fairy tale relationship. Yeah. So fairy tale relationship is a is a piece from one of the books that the famous quote I want uh I want uh I want love yeah love sex, sex conversation all that stuff like mm-hmm. that that famous quote comes from that piece. Mm-hmm. And when we post it and we post it with the entire thought process in that piece people are like oh but you know you sometimes you do settle and sometimes it's okay and sometimes it's better than nothing. And for me, having experienced this, no, I disagree wholeheartedly. I'm with those people. I there are I gave too many chances. There's 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 too many chances, too many second chances, too many times did I argue with reality, wanting you to be what I knew you could be, as opposed to just accepting you for who you are and what you want to be. What do you give a shit what I want you to be? If you are this, then that's who you are. And I'm in a relationship with who you could be but frustrated and heartbroken because of who you are. And I, and I didn't allow myself to see that. And so those type of things, um, for me strike in this behavior where you're like, Oh wow, I'm settling for something I'm used to. I'm settling for something. This, it doesn't do, you don't see the damage it does when it's a regular TV show because it really doesn't do damage. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we apply that same principle, which we do, to our lives and relationships and physically time consuming and energy uh, consuming relationships, that's where we fall into a pattern that we should, we should absolutely break out on. So consider that, consider that as we, as we navigate each day, that each day is a brand new episode of the show that is your life and that you are the producer and director and, and produce and direct something awesome. Let it be something that people talk about. Let, let it be, as I would say, I, I want to live my life in such a way that even even my obituary is a, a, a bestseller. They're going to be people who love you, people who hate you. They're going to be people who are cheering, people who are booing, uh, people who are going to say positively when you win, I knew it. And people who are going to say positively when you lose, I knew it. And it's going to have all of that and, and, and appreciate and love uh, every ounce of it because at the end... We, we all go. We all go. And what's left is the story we told, the story we wrote, and the story we lived. And for me, uh, I want it to be an epic one. Absolutely epic. What do we got going on, Steph? Well, speaking of relationships, <laughs> we asked a question on social media. Actually, we posted that picture quote, if you have chemistry, you only need one other thing, timing. But timing's a bitch. And the text we put with it was, yes, have you ever met the right person at the wrong time? And how are the comments, and right? they Yeah, they, we got some really good comments. I'm going to read a couple of them. Do life is life before you. Uh-huh. Seriously, though, with that timing's a bitch, life is a torturous comedy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it just is that. Like um, I was watching, we were talking about TV, though. I was watching a. A movie with what's the guy's name from Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, the 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 Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. So he was in this movie with um with an actress, and and in the movie, it's all about timing. Mm-hmm. He keeps falling in love with the person <laughs> at the wrong time, and keeps like it's just so funny 
And of course, it's a Ben Stiller movie, so it's literally a comedy. Mm -hmm. But life is just a torturous comedy. And you meet people, what feels like the wrong time, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure some people are like, there is no wrong timing. And I I know that people are going to put that. But sometimes you you don't feel your best. Sometimes, uh, Sometimes somebody FaceTimes you when you're in the worst possible outfit at the worst possible moment. That's timing, and that shit's hilarious. Horrific at the time, but it's hilarious. So life does offer those those things to you. And so uh, I'm glad you posted that, and I love to hear from the listeners, and I love that we're interacting more like that. Yeah, me That, too. to me, is, is fantastic. This show it inspires to do this, these type of shows and to do that kind of stuff, because to me, it's, it's, more, it's more of a community than than an author, speaker, and his listeners. To right. me, it's more of a community. Whenever I go give my talks, and I always we always end up hanging out with people. So mm-hmm. for me, uh, I love that you're interacting more. What'd they have to say? Okay, Emma says, it's like having all the winning numbers for lottery ticket except one. <laughs> Guess what? You lose. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so true. It's, it's, uh, it really is true. That's, That's my funny. favorite one. That is really funny. Um. Okay, so Satya says, then it's definitely not the right person. When you meet the right person, you can move mountains, change your plan, make everything happen just to be with this person because you know you don't want to live without her. That sounds amazing, but that's not how that works. I mean, I agree with you in the sense that that the timing's the timing. So in universal time, the timing is perfect we're not perfect. Mm, mm-hmm. And so we view that as, you know, we view that as, you know, the timing's not perfect, but we're not perfect. Again, the person calls when they calls, you the one that happens to not be, you, you the one that happens to be wearing the worst outfit ever <laughs> or have cake on your face or whatever, yeah. whatever that is, just got out of the shower, you're sitting on the toilet, whatever mm-hmm. it is, <laughs> like timing is, is what it is. Timing is always going to be perfect in that sense. But from our point of view, no, this could have happened at a better time. Like, yeah. uh, like oh, let's go running. No, I just ate. The timing's perfect, but it's not. Like So, so I get what you're saying, Satya. Um, that, but sometimes it is the right person and you feel it's the right person, or at least that initial spark is right. At least that initial, uh, connection is right. And, and as far as moving mountains and stuff, that's so, that is so true that you will do something and anything for the person that you want to be with. But that also takes time. So sometimes you'll you'll meet and we get these messages. You, you, you'll you'll meet people who are who are um, uh, kind of in transition in relationships, or in transition in their in their careers, or in transition in some way. And that's when you happen to meet them, and they're like, "Oh man, if I had only met you, uh, you know, a year ago, or a year from now, or you know, you you just it's not so clean like that." And they can still be the right person, and so that is a—it's an interesting take. But um, but no, I I think that you can absolutely meet the right person, and and in universal theory, it is the right person at the right time. But we're humans. <laughs> we have we are we are masters of the self sabotage. <laughs> we are the masters of making things more complicated than they are. We know that the way to be healthy is to watch what we eat and exercise. But we also have, 
a million books that are five, six hundred pages long about explaining what they don't even need to explain because we are the masters of complicating shit. We don't have to complicate. Mm-hmm. We are we are ridiculous in one way in the sense that it's like we're searching, we're we're holding lit torches while searching for fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what being human is. So Satya, I agree with you, but at the same time, don't agree with you. Because yes, in universal timing, things are perfect. But then it's humans. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? We're hilarious. We're hilariously dysfunctional when it comes to making things so much more difficult than they need to be. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, uh, that's fantastic. Hilariously dysfunctional. <laughs> we are. We are. Do you ever see like the, the, the situations we get ourselves in is fucking funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny. And it is hilariously dysfunctional. And because, again... Watch what you eat and exercise. Mm-hmm. That is the answer, 100%. Why do we have 10 million books? And why am I buying them? And why, like, because we know, I know what the answer is. Why do I need 500? Why do we have in the self-help or spiritual or personal enhancement section of our of our bookstores, it's like a 300-page book on simplicity. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does that exist? Because we're hilarious. <laughs> Why does that exist? Because we're hilarious. We we spend so much time trying to be what we already are. Here's mm-hmm. a book on how to be spiritual. What? That's like here's a book on how to be my parents' kids. If you can, if you say that you're created of this universe, if you say you're created of this God, then you don't have to try to be what you already are. You don't have to try to be your parents. Any parents out there that have kids, you know, your kids don't have to try to be you. You don't teach them. You might just look at them and say, oh, wow, their dad does that. Oh, wow, their mom does that. Oh, wow, they have their mom's eyes. They have these behaviors that weren't taught. They don't have to try to be what they already are. But we'll find a way (laughs) to write a whole book section of thousands of books that are huge on on that because mm-hmm. we're hilarious and hilariously dysfunctional. That's funny. Uh, we have one from Patricia. She says, no, God's timing is perfect. Ta-da. There you go. There it is. And I agree. But we're not. So that's where the, that's where the comedy is. Yeah. Every day is 24 hours, like I said at the, at the top of the show. Every day is 24 hours. Clean, 24 hours. That's God's timing. Perfect. Why it's hilarity is because we're not perfect mm-hmm. and how we could turn that into all these other things. And we, it's, it's just so funny. If you're not having fun, you're not seeing this right. This is hilarious. <laughs> uh, and Well, I guess the majority of our of the comments don't think that don't agree. So there was another one that says, I think I think it timing's a BS excuse. Right. Well. Again, so, okay. Well, it, but here, no. But here's the thing: we have to introduce. It's humanity, is this? Mm-hmm. So there's there's room for shadiness. Like, don't forget, there's room for shadiness. So whoever wrote, no, I think timing's a bullshit excuse. Mm-hmm. There's a little something something in there. Like some some. There's some a whole guy said. There, well, I'm not saying it's <laughs> the a guy. Timing's or, off. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a dude or a chick. <laughs> I don't know who it is. I am saying that whoever had a visceral reaction to that someone used timing as an excuse oh and so like timing hurts them like they're just angry at the word timing i think it's a bullshit excuse was not said by someone who was never negatively influenced by it yeah 
So whether it was a dude or a chick who was like, yeah, you know what? We would be together, but timing's <laughs> a little off, you know, is, is just, uh, that's, that's more indicative of this person's experience. And if that's their experience, that sucks. Uh, and then you're right. You know how I view these things. Yeah. I think that whatever you think is correct. I just love talking about it because if you think timing's bullshit, then you're right. If you think it's everything, then you're right. For me, I just have fun with the process of it. But that text obviously came from someone who has a grudge with, with the excuse of timing because that's what they literally said. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to get to a question. Go ahead. I told you today that that we're turning these on and you can do uh, you can turn these microphones on and you can do whatever you'd like for for this. Hour. OK. All right. Hi, Steve. I take it you're not doing graduation speeches this year. What advice guidance do you have for all those graduates of 2020 who are left feeling like they missed out on an important moment in their lives? Candice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Candice. No, I'm not. I usually do. My May is usually ridiculous with graduations. Uh, I love graduations because it's 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 an opportunity <laughs> it's it's an opportunity to tell thousands of kids wearing the same cap and gown how important it is to be individuals. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's uh I love graduations because it is the opportunity. It's a, it's a commencement, you know. It, it's a it's a it's an opportunity to move on. And for me, my advice is always to navigate the way that that you would navigate life and recognize that you are not only graduating from uh, college or high school or wherever you're graduating from, but allow that to be the graduation from other things. You're graduating from the gossip. You're graduating from the drama. You're graduating from your old bad habits. You're graduating from toxic relationships. You're grad. You, I use everything as a funeral, right? No matter what it is, I, I view it as a funeral. So look at the graduation as a celebration that you've accomplished something, but also a funeral for what you want to bury. So a funeral for those negative emotions you have from your experiences at school and relationships and all the people you wanted to kind of distance from who this social distancing actually helped you, you know, plant the seeds of. There are some people who when social distancing isn't as uh, as spoken of, there are some people who will remain socially distanced in your life. Allow you this graduation to be that. So allow yourself to graduate from those things. Also, allow yourself to graduate to other things. Not just to a new grade level, not just to a new degree, not just to a new job. Allow yourself to graduate to a new level of your life. Don't stay stuck and get rid of anyone who reminds you to stay stuck. Life is an ever, ever moving and flowing experience. It really is. I can't, the older I get, the more I want to kick the ass of the 20 year old me. And I was writing books. Some people are quoting books I was writing when I was 20 yeah. and I would still go back and kick his ass. <laughs> That's how much I'm appreciating how fast this goes, how quickly this moves. There are people who were at my first talk, Steph, who are sending me emails, introducing me to their kids who are quoting me. Wow. 
that's how fast this shit goes. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I remember them like it was yesterday. (laughs) And suddenly their kid is like, that's how fast this goes, which I feel is impossible because I'm still 22. (laughs) I'm still 22. And so I, I don't, I can't stress enough to a graduates, to graduates that, that that's what it is, is that you are the, the, author of your life Mm -hmm. and that you will spend your entire life with people trying to take that power from you. People who will want to write your story, people who will want you to inject them into the story in places you don't want to inject them. And that life's battle is mostly you holding on to that pen, holding on to that authorship of your story. And recognizing that no matter what anyone says to you, no matter what your history is, that your destiny is that your ability to write that story, to turn the page and write it how you want to write it. And the people who don't like that you wrote it that way, they are welcome to stop reading. But you write your story. That would be my my advice to graduates and their parents and anyone else listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> All right. So... Lena asks, how do you deal with people who talk behind your back? Well, I don't because they're talking behind my back. (laughs) Um, Listen, when people gossip about you, they are displaying the power you have over them. When people are gossiping about you is because you, you, you inspire something in them that they can't shut up about you and they are scared to talk in front of you. You just have to pay attention to gossipers. Gossip, like it's a hunt. How you do anything is how you do everything, right? I said that earlier. Mm -hmm. If they gossip to you, they gossip about you because they're gossips. It's not that it's you, you're just the topic now. They are gossips. So they, for whatever reason, have something inside of them that they are trying to distract you from. So they distract you with stories of other people. They are distracting you and they are distracting themselves. And they amplify. They, I mean, this happens to me all the time. It happens to me from, from every angle. And, and the, more, the more public I get, the more it happens and the more it levels. You know, I mean it when I say new levels brings new devils. That's the truth. And so gossip is just a part of it. When you... When you shine a light, when you impact, when you have an effect on people, other people are going to love it. Other people are going to be indifferent to it and other people are going to hate it. And so a lot of times the people who hate it, some people might be something so simple. They just hate the way other people love you. It might be something not so simple. You could be someone like me who, who is comfortable in the light and the shadow, who has been, who has been the, the saint and the sinner and who, who is that. And so people want to spread those stories, amplify those stories and, and, and misrepresent those type of stories. It could be something like that, but I don't really deal with gossipers. They, they, they are saying more about themselves than they are about you. I mean, if, if what they have in their life is to talk about someone else, then you're already so weak. It doesn't matter. I can't bring you down. If you're talking about me, you're already down. You're wasting your time talking about my life. Are you booing me? That's crazy. Get in the game or don't get in the game, but that's, 
you booing it, it that does nothing and and it took me a while to get there when i realized what an impotent way of living that was and and how much that said if if you're gossiping about me it means when i'm when you're nowhere in my thoughts i don't leave yours that's powerful what an effect i'm having on your life that's good luck with that wow good luck all right we're cruising go- through this show today, Steph. We're cruising we through are. it. I love it. Okay. Um, you wrote something. I've written a lot of things. You wrote something that I put on here. Uh, I actually sent you a note of it. It's the people who believed in me. I, do you see okay. that? Yeah. Okay. You want to read that and then talk about it? Because it's a really <laughs> powerful. This is almost like a Steve Reed's. But this oh, is like you know a, what? It really it is. It almost is like a Steve It's really Reed. good. Well, this was this was I, this is part of um, just reflections on on life and reflections on those things the the good, the bad, the ugly, mm-hmm. the the strengths and and that. And I had really when when doing the Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness book, it really dove into and got dark sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Because I really wanted to dive into the shadow aspect of it you know, my own and life in general and and recognizing that, you know, my goal for, uh, for that and for the, for that book is, is to, you know, put to death any illusion of perfection, any illusion of guru-ness from, from me, because I only control me, but hopefully it has that expanse on, on anyone that, that nobody is viewed that way because nobody is that way. And so, when you do that, you also look outward towards other things where you are grateful. We were just talking about gossips and the gossips that try and tear you down, right? And so at some point you realize, all right, you knocked me down, but now I'm down here doing push-ups. You actually helped me get better, <laughs> helped me get stronger. Uh, you you helped me address my targets. Hey, this, that, another thing. You know, it's only they only have power if you don't address them. You know, so it's um um Whitney Cummings you know Whitney Cummings yeah yeah so she's really funny Mm -hmm. and 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 really interesting to listen to she's she's got she's gone through seeming her own transformation psychologically emotionally Mm -hmm. and I really find her funny and interesting to listen to I was really excited maybe last year or the year before she posted maybe delightfully chaotic quote and, (laughs) and I was so excited um because you know people who she publicly goes through her shit. Yes. So for does. me, I love that. It inspires me to do the same thing, right? Well, she she had, um, I guess she had, maybe it's Instagram. She one of those like kind of snaps or whatever stories, whatever it is. She had posted something and her breast was exposed in one of them. Mm-hmm. And I guess she didn't see it and she posted it quick. And of course, you can't do anything quick. Once right. it's on there, it's on there. And so someone had reached out and said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this." picture of your breast unless you you know xyz so she's like huh here's a target that someone has on me and they're going to terrorize me with this Mm -hmm. but you know what she does she just posts the picture (laughs) here's my breast yeah here's a picture of my breast (laughs) and by doing that aside from brilliant badassery (laughs) yeah (laughs) aside from brilliant badassery Mm -hmm. she also she diffused she disarmed Mm -hmm their ability to terrorize her. I love that shit. And so 
so while going through this, I, I, I became grateful to the people who helped me see my vulnerabilities, who helped me see the places that you can terrorize me. And f- like Shakespeare said in Hamlet, by, by facing it, I ended it. Mm-hmm. Powerful stuff. And so, so the people who believed in me was that. When I was writing that, it was an off-the-cuff thing. And I wrote, the people who believed in me inspired me. The people who supported me strengthened me. The people who attacked me kept me on my toes. The people who knocked me down kept me humble. The people who gossiped about me revealed my power over them. The people who loved me breathed hope into my heart. The people who bet against me were proven wrong. I'm grateful beyond words for all of those people. As the days of this precious life continue onward, if you love me, it only gets better. If you hate me, it only gets worse. I'll continue to be me a work in progress unapologetically. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, I think that will resonate with our audience whenever mm-hmm. you post it. I think it'll resonate with our audience because um, it's real. Yeah. And, and at some point, the wisdom recognizes that. The wisdom recognizes that that's real, that they, they are... Our enemies have had an impact on us. And some of the most beautiful things that people find about me, because I'm a writer. So some of the things I write that people find most beautiful came from the most painful parts of my life. What they love, Steph, is my scars. That's, to me, like, oh, man, that that makes me resonate with the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it really does. You know, the Grand Canyon so beautiful and people visit it from all over the world. They visit the Grand Canyon. Everyone knows what the Grand Canyon is. But when you think about what it actually is, it is, it is a place where water fought rock and rock lost. <laughs> you're, you, when you're looking at the Grand Canyon, you're looking at a place that the, it is, is the scar. The Grand Canyon is the scars of a lost battle. And it's so fucking beautiful that people will travel from everywhere just to take a picture of it. Scars of a lost battle. And I think that when, when what I just described for Whitney mm-hmm. and so many people who I admire, Bukowski, like so many tragic stories, mm-hmm. and Whitney's not a tragic story, but Bukowski sure is, and mm-hmm. Whitman sure is, and these are tragic stories. Twain is, a, if you know Twain's story, it's not an uplifting story. No. And and but so much of that power, including this the the stuff that people love that I write, those are my scars and, and I'll forever love that. So that that little writing was a reflection of that. I love that. Have you ever been too nice and ended up in a situation that could have been avoided if you just would have been an a hole? Uh yeah. That's <laughs> that that should be the title of the book after this one. <laughs> The title, the book of the title at this one should have been, I I should have just been an asshole because yeah, of course, of course, that's, that's, yes, I I don't know, I have to, the reason I write so much about the emotional self-defense that I've had to do was mostly my 30s. If I had healthy boundaries in my 30s, my life would have taken a completely different set of scars, not the kind of scars that people love. But yeah, I mean, of course, that's what we're, we're always learning is, is having those, 
those boundaries and and yeah sometimes you could have you could have alleviated a lot of your own pain and suffering if you would have just had a healthy boundary or, you know, as jokingly said, if you would have just been an asshole. But mm-hmm. really, that's just if you would have had a healthy boundary, you, you just got to learn that people are it's not even anti you. People are just being themselves. It's not even that they're against you. It's that they're for themselves. And so a lot of times you're not even in the equation but because you're not even in the equation they will they will drink the well dry and you could have just avoided it if you had just said hey you know that's not for me or let's stop this here instead of trying to be extra nice and 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 extra reasonable recognizing that the other person doesn't have those limits you have to set limits because the takers usually don't have them Cheryl Anderson asks, how do I spot toxic people that just want to use me, even when their words seem so very sincere and their actions seem to match their words until they hurt me, broke my trust and my heart? I want to know how to spot these people before I allow them into my life. If you figure that out, you teach everyone else. If you figure that out, you just crash the self-help industry. <laughs> like, I think that you it's not that you don't see it. How do you spot them? is again having those gauges of behavior and that kind of stuff along the way cheryl before they broke your heart they actually showed you a bunch of red flags that you chose to ignore or that you you uh labeled otherwise we label it as second chances well they were just this we do have all those labels and that we do it and again i am a professional writer so i i'm i'm a wordsmith when it comes to labeling flags and so uh, I get it, but they do show us. They do show us. And sometimes it, it isn't until they break your heart because they hadn't been in that situation with you yet. So sometimes, unfortunately, they do show you the, the, the flaw in character by breaking your heart. And so that's, you know, there's nothing, you know, what I mean, it, it's somebody might not have stolen any money in their entire life, but the first time that they're sitting at a table with, you know, a hundred grand. <laughs> Is the first time they steal it and it happened to be yours, you know, and it's, you don't know until mm-hmm. they're in that situation. And so you don't, you don't know, you don't know. Uh, but, but most of the time you do know, especially if it's toxic, toxic doesn't come out of any nowhere. Toxic. It came out of nowhere is something people say when they've been avoiding and ignoring the flags. It's, it's kind of like you ever see those relationships where, Suddenly they break up and the one person's like, it was out of nowhere. It was never <laughs> out of nowhere. You guys have been arguing. There's been fighting where you guys aren't listening to each other so that when it finally happens, you say it was not out of nowhere. But it wasn't out of nowhere. You just weren't listening or paying attention. Um, and so toxic, toxic doesn't come out of nowhere. Toxic shows itself pretty early. It's just that we like to ignore it because, again... That's that's who we are. We're just we just complicate things. We just we do. do. You have a really great quote. Uh, the products come with a warning label, and so do people. It's right like their behavior. Right, it's like their that. behavior. Mm-hmm. Like the products that say, "Hey, warning X Y Z with this product." Yeah, humans have one too. Mm-hmm. We just have to pay attention to it. It's their behavior. Their behavior is their warning label, and then, and it's from how they conduct themselves. It's how they are. It's it's. It's, it's, if if someone were to meet me, right? So let's say someone were to meet me and they have always wanted to just, 
you know, roots, white picket fence, house, and just live there forever, happy, simple. And they see me and they heart eye emojis and and they get to talk to me and meet me. And then suddenly when I'm like, uh, yeah, I want to like, I my goal is to one day have no address at all and just travel the world talking and philanthropy. They might say out of nowhere, but from the second you met me, you know what you described as roots, I hear as chains. <laughs> like what you consider roots and when you say well, just this well, home white picket fence and we just stay there forever. You just described a jail cell to me. And you, if you're listening to me as, as, as kind and generous and loving as you hear me, you're ignoring the red flags I'm giving you. It's not toxic, but it is red flags that, hey, all of those things are true, but, you know, warning, 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 I am not for you. If what you want is to stay put in one little home for the rest of your life from 40-year-old on, this is not the guy. Warning, warning, <laughs> warning. This is not the guy. And so you would ignore that because also we have this delusion sometimes where we're going to change the person. Right. Where, oh, no, he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll love that. He'll want this. He'll, he'll, he'll fall in love with he'll me. He'll fall in love with me and want this. And, and you might be right. He, he may, I may fall in love with you. But it has nothing to do with, I still want to travel the world, help as many people as I can until I fall over and die. That's not going to change. I could fall in love with you and do that. For me, ideally, I'm paying attention also where you're fantastic and I see all you want is roots, simple roots and that kind of stuff. And I have to be respectful and say, okay, that's what you want. Enjoy that. Someone's going to love that with you and you're going to be amazing for someone else. But in the beginning, we'll play that around. But as the relationship gets deeper and deeper, those things are going to come into it contact when i start saying hey why don't we go here why don't we go here why don't we go here and you start saying well you know what if we didn't maybe like that those things that we both ignored are gonna come into play and then it's gonna turn dirty and ugly mm -hmm. and out quote unquote here comes the <laughs> out of nowhere we were in love and it didn't work out but no it didn't we saw it from the beginning we just relabeled those and so for me um that's how I see it. And, and I forgot her name who asked the toxicity ones come a little clearer. You see a person who's, who's like that. You see the flags the second you meet them, but you start, you know, addressing them differently. And even non-toxic flags, like the ones I just uh, addressed, you just have to have the courage to, to stand up or recognize that they're there and see what role they have in your life and, and to what degree you want to ignore them. Um, and again, that's so easy to say really challenging to act upon mm. again we, we are humans and we love to complicate things yeah we do that's actually that goes into uh another question hi steve i'm for farida from uganda talk about religious differences in relationships i'm always your follower thanks um she's uh from uganda yeah. awesome hello everybody in uganda um another dream trip of mine to uh to go pack a house over there and mm -hmm. just knock it out of the park <laughs> um what was the question religion and different religions and relationship yeah religious differences the, so differences in general in relationship religious differences or not it, it's always going to turn down to respect the the issue is never going to be religion it's going to be respect the issue is never going to be politics it's going to be respect 
because people look at religious things certain ways and people look at politics certain ways and people look at those things that are agreement with reality in certain ways. And if you think you're having a religious difference, you're having a respect difference, right? Or else it would be across the board. When people argue religion with me, they're so angry. I'm not yelling back. It's, I respect that you, I disagree with you, but I respect your opinion. I don't have to yell at you for what you believe to be a God or not God or heaven or hell or afterlife or what's holy or who should get married and who shouldn't. I disagree with you, but I'm not, I don't disrespect you. But when it comes to marriage, remember long game of relationships like marriage, friendship matters. Short game love, like I said before, you can go hard eye emojis and dun, 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 great sex, all that stuff. You could be, be great. Love matters. Passion matters. That's the short game. The long game, it's friendship that matters. You ever have people who get divorced or break up or however it is, and it's so painful. And they say, I guess your love wasn't, our love wasn't enough. Your love was fine. That's why it hurts. The reason it hurts so much, you're crying in fetal position, is because the love was there. The love was there. Fine. The reason you were yelling at each other, cursing at each other, cheating on each other, and that kind of stuff is because the friendship wasn't there. The respect wasn't there. And that's what happens in this. So whether it's relationship differences or not, it's a friendship that's going to kick in here. When you're my friend, I have friends who have, you know me, you know my friends. They all believe all different things mm -hmm. and live all different ways. Yeah. And so for me, it's a respect thing because we're friends. We can be friends for a long time. Um, but when you don't have that friendship then longevity is in question because that's where the respect goes. You don't yell and curse at someone. Love has nothing different. You, you can yell and curse at someone you love. That mm -hmm. tends to be the people you, you do yell and curse at, um, but not the friendship ones. Friendship is, is, is companionship, loyalty, conversation. That happens amongst the friendship. The longevity of a relationship for me, hugely depends on friendship. And so when you don't have that, then again, it's, it's, it could be passionate and could be great, but it's, it's going to be limited because friendship's the long game. So in, in the question that she had as far as relationship, as long as you have good conversations, respect, and all the components of friendship, you'll be fine. If that's falling apart and it's judgment and it's all that stuff, then no, then then you're really just in a long goodbye. Mm. Sometimes you have to make a decision that will hurt your heart but heal your soul. Are you making a statement or are that you That was a top saying, post okay. that we put up. I'm like, wow, Steph. Oh, I am you not. You got deep. I am not that deep. Yeah. All right. So, yes, and everyone knows that. Everyone knows, again, because we complicate things, and we realize we let it go too far or whatever it is, and we have to make the adjustment. That adjustment in life hurts almost always. You got to face something that you, you, at the end of the quarantine, you got to face the fact that you ate too much and exercised too little. <laughs> that adjustment hurts. When you allow a relationship to be too disrespectful, maybe somebody got used to or comfortable with disrespecting you, that adjustment and that standard hurts because you know it's going to change the complexity of the relationship if maybe even kill the relationship and so those type of things having those moments hurts um instilling values to to your friends family and children 
that hurts. Those lessons are tough sometimes. I know I know with my parents the way that they were with us. I know some of the lessons could not have been easy and some of them really sucked to be on the tail end of, but for it was the best thing they can do and I'm sure as parents it hurt them. I think sometimes as parents you do experience something that that it hurts you to have to to do but it actually is for the best. I know in relationships you sometimes it hurts and you can say oh this is going to break my heart. But it is gonna. It is going to be for the best, and so, uh, yeah, that is a, an ugly truth about life. It's one of those things that strengthen you in the long run, but boy, in the short run, does it suck. It just does. <laughs> I wish it was easier, but it's just not. It's it's we complicate things so much um, that uh, that no, sometimes untangling something um, is really really challenging, painstaking, and 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 difficult and sometimes there is no use in untangling sometimes you just got to cut it and uh again not the greatest but and and the tail end sometimes the things that break your heart fix your vision Mm, i love that so we don't we don't get into politics on the show but we got a really interesting question that i thought maybe would be good for you to answer how do you cut through the the non-stop partisan commentary and get actual facts seems every fact has a political spin and we're stuck in the middle this is causing tons of anxiety it is and and that's really difficult because news is so politicized and because news is commercial you know you're 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 not watching a news show you're watching a commercial news show and so there's a difference and so that is really it is really difficult to to get through what's news and what's not news. Um, it's difficult to get through what's tabloid and what's real. It's difficult to get what's agenda and what's not. It's difficult to get what's sponsored and what isn't. You know, what we call sponsored posts is, is an advertisement. And in news, you sometimes you don't see that it's an advertisement. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know. Um, when we got into that TV um, stuff, I don't know, was it like five years ago or whatever? Uh, and we saw how TV actually works. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought that, oh, look, it's like this show's on this channel. And it's like, no, that show exists and they pay to be on that channel. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> so you just, you have this show, you made this show, independent people made this mm-hmm. show and you sold it to this channel. So you're looking at it like, hey, it's this show on XYZ channel. Mm-hmm. But that's not actually how it went. <laughs> It's so crazy to me. So you buy these slots and you buy these channels and you buy those segments. And we've received like, hey, would you like to be a segment? We could talk about this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, for for whatever fee. And it's like, wait a second, for a fee? You'll let me go on your seemingly incredibly legit show? And if I just pay, you'll you'll make me sound, you know, you'll you'll have me go over like what I'm saying is absolutely true. And like, what? Mm -hmm. We've never done that. But they've offered and so it is difficult to weave through what's true what's false you turn on one news channel that's leans one way politically and you hear you know certain facts you go to the other news channel that leans the other way politically and you hear a complete opposite of those facts which one's true again like usual probably something in somewhere in the middle um and wording matters and so I, I don't know how to answer that. I, I limit my, I limit my, new, my uh, news take 
I don't follow news things on social media. I'll turn on news sometimes in the morning just to see if if anything's on fire. <laughs> and the rest, I kind of navigate my day. And, and guess what? I used to watch news a lot, and I felt so informed, and I felt so whatever, and then I'd go about my day. And now I watch news a lot less. I'm still informed, and I still go about my day. I just don't have the anxiety of watching everyone argue and hmm. and and who's this and who's that and watch them use words and manipulate by using words. And so for me, um, I don't know how to. I, I imagine you'd have to check various news sources for just data. What you're asking for isn't news. You're asking for data. And so I would check various sources for data and limit my actual news intake, which is more opinionated and angled. You're right. Uh, I would limit that. And that's really the only thing you do is just more extensive research into it. For me, I decided to go the other way. Let me just turn this on. Is anything on fire? Did anything blow up? Nope. <laughs> All right. Then I'm going to go about my day. And it seems to be working. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. How are we on time? What does it say? I'm not sure what it says. Oh, we're about an hour. So oh, okay. All right. We're great. looking good. So... So yeah, if you if you have another uh if you are have another little while then then we're good. Are you good with that? Yeah. I have a few more minutes if you want to knock something else out. Yeah, all right. So we posted a really funny video of a magic trick. And people you should go to the our Instagram account. It's so funny. This lady this lady's doing a magic trick for another lady. Oh, the cups one? Yeah, the cups one. And what she, she, there's a lemon, there's two lemons under the cup and she's grasping the cup and, and lifting it up to show there's no lemon there. But she's actually, when she's grasping the cup, she's also holding onto the lemon. And so it's filmed at an angle that you could see yeah. what, how she's deceiving the person watching. Yeah, exactly. So it's so funny, but a lot of people really loved the text that you put with it. Where, well, so, <laughs> so the text, which was, this is funny, but in life... You're either the person holding the cups or the person with your mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> because that is life. Like you, you, th there's a reason why the 0.0001% are the ones that, that will consider successful in some way or impactful in some way or the people that we're following on social media. Well, because they are the ones holding the cup and, and that's in the broad sense of life, but in your own life. That's also true. So we just talked to, to whoever it was about the news. Mm -hmm. Well, when you turn on a news channel, they're the ones holding the cup. Yeah. So you're left there with your mouth open. They did what? I can't believe you said what? <laughs> and then you turn on the other channel and it's like, what? They did what? Like, and, it's, and it's just that. So yeah, they're the ones holding the cups. So in life, you're that. You got to pay attention and, and, uh, and, Again, I go back to what may be the theme of this kind of show is that it's funny, but also there's a lesson in there. And I'm glad that people uh, I'm glad that people enjoyed that. I think what I originally want to write with it was a little rough for you. So you had it toned down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, folks, I just shoot from the hip the things that you guys like. Sometimes I shoot from the hip like in a very aggressive <laughs> me kind of way. And sometimes Stephanie... Uh, uh, softens it up a little bit yeah. and i think on that one i wanted to do something like hey this is life pay attention you're either holding the cups or holding or holding your mouth open side note or p.s if you don't like that that's true you're the one with your mouth open 
Yeah. And so you thought that was a little aggressive, a little and aggressive. it probably is. Um, but again, that's the way I look at life because I I look at it almost like. I'm shouting from the rooftops in the sense of, dude, another day's going by <laughs> and these assholes are holding the cup and you're still like, what, what, <laughs> what? So I see it like, wake up, like, let's you know, pay attention. Your life is going by and the people, the people who are, who are holding the cups, they know that you have your mouth open mm -hmm. and they love that you're not paying attention. It's like a pinata. Now, Growing up in a Hispanic household, immigrant household, pinatas were a thing. For those of you who don't know, what pinata is it's a. It was uh, now I well, you can buy a pinata. It's like this paper kind of product that you fill up with candy or whatever, and then you beat it. The person gets blindfolded. They hit it with a stick till it breaks, and then everyone grabs the candy. Right? Yay! Mm -hmm. So for me, I think that. In many ways, the powers that be, we should have a show about that, the they. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. There, there's a they. There is a they, and I'll tell you why. There, there is a they. <laughs> um, and I have some they stories. Yeah. Never, it's so interesting because in all my travels and all the awesome rooms I've been with all the awesome people, I've never seen that power, that that power that people refer to as a they, but I've seen the impact of it mm -hmm. where I can say, wow, I thought I was in a room with a really, really powerful person. And I just watched them say one thing and then two minutes later say the complete opposite. Who or what <laughs> spoke to them in between that? <laughs> Who made them change their mind and didn't make them change their mind as much as it made them say the opposite. Like, what is that power? Because I thought you had all the power. So I don't know what or who they is, but there's a they. And we should do a show it's on the that. the reptilians. It, well, I don't know about <laughs> that. But there is a they. And so we should talk about that. But the they that I'm referring to on this is, yeah, wake up. Because they are having you hit the pinata. The mm -hmm. pinata breaks. And they're keeping you blindfolded while they grab all the candy. And that's how I see when I see this cup thing with the lemons. I think it's so funny, first of all, because it's just hilarious. But also, there's a lesson to be had in there that so many people are sitting there with their mouth open while the person holding the cups knows that they're deceiving you. And, and, and in the, the video, it's hilarious and fun and out of love in life and many times it is not mm -hmm. it is malicious and it is like these news channels it is meant to sway you and create havoc and keep you blind and keep you with your mouth open yep all right are you ready can we do a steve reeds do a steve reed i sent you a relationship one so you're welcome guys yay <laughs> um is, is it what i've been saying this whole time uh communication yes that one Yes. Okay. So this one's communication is, uh, this is from one of the books and let me begin. Steve reads about communication. <laughs> Relationships are strengthened by friendship. It is within the dwelling of strong friendships that love finds the nourishment needed for a long and lasting relationship. This makes communication vital. 
Communication enriches our ability to maintain updated versions of each other and strengthens our bond. Communication is the building blocks of a great friendship. Let's cultivate our friendships. We don't often talk about growing, growing in the solidity of our relationships in our communication. When was the last time you were enthusiastic in your relationship? When was the last time you felt enthusiasm for what your companion was learning? Enthusiastic in the honesty of your relationship. It seems that relationships can take a turn somewhere in the sense that complacency kicks in. Our roles become labeled and more of a job. Gratitude is replaced with expectation and all of the sudden, our relationships become a thing to be endured instead of something we can, that can nourish you and help you grow. Awaken communication in your life. Communicate every day. It's something you do, a, a habit, a standard. Don't just go through the motions. Awaken it. Turn off your TV. Make out. Go on a date. Go hide in the closet and explore each other. Have fun. Join each other in conversation. Active, engaging conversation. Not just day-to-day -day nonsense. Same crap, different day will kill your relationship. Wake it up. <laughs> I like that. That was a good one. That was really good. Yeah, I can, I can tell when younger me wrote things, <laughs> go in the closet and explore each other. Yeah. I can tell when <laughs> when younger me, <laughs> I love the, the romanticism of it mm -hmm. and the romantic idea of that. I think that that's... Um, in there writing about the updated versions of each other. I think that's huge. Yeah. How we become, we become almost blind to each other. Kind of like our, like we accept that on our apps and stuff like that. We accept that, that we, um, that when you open your app, it'll say, Hey, we, you need to update. You open your phone and app will say, Hey, you need to update this app in order for it to work effectively. Like mm -hmm. it was designed to, and we know we update, we turn it off. And we, sometimes it's big updates. We know that, but when was the last time we updated our version of the person we're with? The longer you're with them, the less you update the version, you don't allow for new things. And you actually squish down the updated version. Like they come home with a book about a topic and you're like, Oh, that's not you. And we're not even allowing for the update of that. That does not solidify friendship. That does not engage in communication. If they're about into this new thing and you're killing it, it's not that they're not going to talk about it. They're gonna, just not going to talk about it with you. And that's where you start veering into that shadiness that we talk about. But when we allow for updated versions of each other, maybe that is, obviously that is you. You just came home with a book about that. You want to talk about that. Maybe you didn't want to talk about it for all these years, but now you do. You're a growing, evolving, enriching person like I am. You're on your own journey like I am. We're journeying together, but we are still on individual journeys. Absolutely talk to me about it. Absolutely let me hear it. I want you to talk to me about this because communication is going to build our friendship and our friendship is going to be what nourishes our love and the longevity of our relationship. Your ability to communicate with me about anything and update about anything. Your phone doesn't say, hey, this app, do you mind if this app, excuse me not to bother you, but do you mind if this app updates and will you still like it even if it updates? <laughs> like it doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. It says, hey, 
In order for this app to work the way it was designed, it needs an update. Unapologetically telling you this won't work unless you update it. Our relationships are like that. People are constantly evolving and downloading new information. And if we don't allow for the update, it won't work. And so we have to allow for that. We have to listen. You know, we were talking about that idea of check on your strong friend, especially now during these times. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of that goes away with conversation. If you just, it's not so much of asking, you know, we, we, we say, how are you doing or what's up out of a habit more than interest. But if we just became conscious of these conversations, it, it makes a huge difference in the depth and health of your relationships when we check on each other, but actually listen for the response. Like, how are you doing? And then just listen, not out of habit, ask. And then they can say, you know, oh, you know, my foot fell off. And you're like, oh, awesome. I'll see you later. And you're not even (laughs) listening. But if you actively listen for the response, you'll engage in a conversation. Mm -hmm. You might learn something about how many times have you been talking to someone you've known forever and suddenly they're like, yeah, yeah. And they say something like, huh, I never knew you thought that. Maybe they felt they thought that the whole time. You just have outdated versions of each other. And so having updated versions of each other, that's why I love conversations. People, I talk to complete strangers for a living, but a lot of those, I, there is no business behind it. Mm-hmm. You just talk to people. I love updated versions of people who I haven't talked to in a long time or new people who have different ways of viewing, of viewing things. I love that. To me, conversation is what's, what's solid. That's what keeps good people around me is that we converse and have updated versions uh, of each other. For me, that's the good stuff. Oh, I like that. Yeah, me too. So, folks, thank you so much for listening to another podcast. We really appreciate it. Also, make sure you check out our social media pages. Uh, we we grow organically. So tell everyone about it. If you like you have favorite posts or you just like the page in general, please share. Share with your people. Share with your friends. Share with your family. We share so many things throughout the day. So many uh, things that are funny or nonsense or news <laughs> or whatever. We send a million pictures and messages. Please make one of them our social media pages or our or our podcast or, yeah. or both. Just uh, share inspiring, empowering stuff and, and we'll keep doing it. You keep sharing it and we'll keep talking about it. Don't forget to check out, uh, who is it? AudibleTrial.com. AudibleTrial.com slash Steve Maraboli. So here's the cool thing is that audibletrial.com slash Steve Maraboli, you get to download a free audiobook. So even if you don't like the working with Audible, which you sh- would absolutely love it, but let's say you don't, you still get to keep the free audiobook. So sign up, give it a whirl. I love Audible. I listen to audiobooks all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, so I love Audible. I, I, For some reason, does this happen with any of you? But somewhere in the past several years, if I'm reading a book, I'm more likely to fall asleep than finish the book. But with Audible, I um, I listen and I listen when I travel and I listen back and I listen back to a chapter again. Sometimes, you know, life gets distracting. So it's kind of just on in the mm-hmm. background in my head. So I listen back to it and I love Audible. And so um, uh, check out audibletrial.com slash Steve Maraboli to enjoy some audio books and at the same time support this podcast Sending you all big hugs from quarantined New York. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. Bye, guys. See you next time.